my wife goes, what? I was like, you did not kill a caterpillar. You cared, killed Gary, Gary Rivers. He was on his way to work. This was his last day until his retirement party. He has three, three caterpillar kids, caterpillar wife at home, and you squished him. That was Gary, Gary Rivers. You're going to make Eric Carlisle cry. Hello, and thank you very much for downloading this most recent episode of Movie Guys Podcast. You can download many more episodes at movieguyspodcast.podbean.com. I'm so glad that I live in an era where I'm never going to have to experience what I just watched. We're talking about All Quiet on the Western Front. Eric, how the hell are you doing today? just jinxed yourself by saying that. I, I really do think that, especially because while watching this movie, it really had an eerie tone of today of ripples of attitudes today and and how an idea can catch up into a culture and move into something else of course this is a more of extreme and uh, you know but it almost like an extreme case scenario of what it would look like well, I mean, I'm not too worried about it because I'll have too many people worried about safe spaces and, and trigger warnings, <laughs> you know, like, hold on, enemy, let's go to my safe space, so, so and I'm not too worried about things like that happening. I'm just saying, I'm really excited that we're talking about this era because for a long time, a very, very long time, for 30 years, I would say, a majority of war movies were World War II. World War II was the big one, right? Like so many good World War II movies, so many bad World War II movies. There wasn't a lot of World War One. There okay. wasn't a lot. There was some, right? There was some, but nothing that was mainstream. Not there was no Private Ryan, if you will, for World War One. You know, and uh, we got a little bit of it with uh, with uh, Wonder Woman. Remember, we reviewed Wonder Woman. <laughs> World War One. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm right. looking up. Uh, sorry, I'm trying to look up the movies because when you say that, it's like no, there has to be movies that were. Well, there was the original All Quiet on the Western Front. Uh, the right. War, War Horse uh, was right. was one, and a lot of these other ones, as I'm looking into it, uh, seem to uh, either be based around it or were only done recently. 1917 for one, uh, right. or. Uh, which one I was looking at? Uh, Tolkien with uh, Nicholas Holt. I uh, was right. was around that. I, of course, Wonder Woman. Uh, there's some other one. Flyboys. Is that with James uh, Franco? Uh, the 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 airplane movie. Flyboys. That's not the one that's directed by uh, George Lucas, was it? No, uh, that was Red something. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. but uh, there's. It seems to be a trend. War movies are are trending, and yeah, I do. I would say that World War Two was a lot more popular, just because Nazis are very popular. So yeah, like Inglorious Bastards are pretty big. Saving Private Ryan is is pretty big. There's a you know a lot Schindler's List. There's that red line. Yeah, so there. I mean, just tons, there's tons, way more that have um, shown kind of uh, a. Yeah, a bit more of a glory uh, part in World War Two, whereas World War One is seems to be less about. Uh, it seems to be more of a character, right? It seems to be just you know here's the trench warfare, and it doesn't really go much more into that. Not more yeah, which to is doing the trenches, which is which is something that I find interesting about this movie is because it, this movie finally does 
what some World War I movies in the past few years have not done, why they're fighting. I mean, like the Germans in World War I were not Nazis, right? So it's like, what were they fighting for? What was the reasons why they were fighting? We never got that, you know? Uh, what was it? The most recent World War I movie we saw was Kingsman, the prequel. Mm-hmm. They never gave us a reason why they were really fighting besides the death of uh, Franz Ferdinand. Other than that, like, why were the sides fighting? We don't know. So this is this is a good, interesting take on that. Also, I think it's kind of cool that we see the German perspective. Finally, you know, the losers get to get to get to show their side. Yeah, and, and towards the the latter end of the war too, right? This is what year three. Or, or... well, the war starts in nineteen fourteen and ends in seventeen. So seventeen eighteen. Uh, this yeah. is right at the end. Yeah, so this is near the end, and the movie starts on a couple different perspectives, right? The young boy's perspective, which this was awesome, by the way. I'm not saying awesome in like, I guess in in the maybe that's the wrong word, but just it was fantastic to watch this story because yes. these are innocents. These are just young boys that are just hanging out, going to school. These are every day, right? This is. This is kind of what life on Earth is. This is school, you know, summer. Uh, uh, what the hell's that? Uh, that springtime movie. Oh man. Oh, it's that. It's Uh-oh. a play. Oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. Oh man. Oh no. Death of a salesman. No, hold on. Oh man, I I have a. I think I have oh my a, God. a booklet for it. Oh, and you love plays too. It's so on, the play it's, guys it's a are musical. Upset. It's a musical. It's a musical. It's a musical. It's, it's a, Oklahoma. In, no, here it's uh, the music by Duncan Sheik. Oh, see now I have to look it up. <laughs> anyway, it, it it's it does a great job of putting it into the their perspective because it makes it innocent. It it, it right. really makes it like these guys are just casually living a life like anyone else would, and there are whispers in their in their village in their in their town about how you know we are the, the Germans are are you know we uh, the fatherland uh, you know the, their birthright it's our time has come to to take what is ours and take everything else right and they are just brainwashed and recruited. Well, see now that's one thing I want to talk about is reading the description of this movie. It, it was saying that because you can watch it two versions. You can watch it either the German-speaking version or the dub version. I watched it both because I've seen it before. Ah, Spring Enough. Awakening is the play. Is the, the okay? I was so close with Oklahoma. Yeah, thanks. Um, <laughs> but uh, the description of the movie says that the boys are recruited because of propaganda by their teacher. So I listened to the English dub version this time. And I was like, there's no propaganda, really. There's just like, Deutschland is great. You know, fight for Deutschland. There was no, like, we hate Jews and all this propaganda stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I thought it would be more like in your face. Well, yeah, again, that was less. That wasn't, this was more of just about, like, their time, right? This is your, you, this is your call to God, the call to country, right? Right. That uh, you are, you are doing what you were born to do and really just, I don't know, assimilating, just really making these boys fall in line that that moment where they're in their their class right is is they're in like a school where paul and and albert and all of his friends you know and uh, franz uh, franz or whatever all uh, kind of in that class uh and having that older guy just kind of really you know lecture and and hype up about uh the glory of joining the military 
Right. Also, I want to uh, bring up something else before we get into the meat and potatoes of it. Is there was always a stereotype when it comes to World War One, and it was trenches. It was the Germans had the black helmet with the spike on the top. Right. And chemical warfare. Only one of the three is mentioned in that, meaning that they they had masks, but there was no chemical, nothing in 1917. I have not seen World War One movies where chemicals were actually used. What, didn't they have Agent Orange in 1917? I don't recall. Uh, Agent, I'm sorry, Agent Orange was, was that, uh, yeah, the mustard gas in this, right? In World War One. I. I don't remember that in this... Yeah, in, in World War One, but in this movie, I was thinking for something to be as realistic as this movie, that they would actually have it. Well, they did have and a scene is... in this movie where there was the room full of uh, the dead soldiers because they did not wear their mask. Right, right. Uh, okay. Yeah. I, I, so I'll tell you the most But Yeah, they didn't they show I think I'm quite sure in the original movie they do show Agent Orange. So this movie has a lot of parts that make you go oh god like kind of brings you back to d-day moment if you will for private ryan right well before you get into it i want to say that uh it's also uh as the story is centered around paul and and his friends it's kind of believed by these guys that this is going to be like a two-week almost like a vacation right they're they're smiling they're happy they're they're comparing their uniforms their guns there it's a novelty all of this uh-huh. it's it's fun for them you know because they're going to their glory because of what they've been told and man those those the looks on their faces when they get into the front lines and start seeing it you know slowly slowly and then all of a sudden boom they're in it and that realization of like oh this is not what we signed up for at all we thought we were going to paris right 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 we were told Something else, which is, I would say, true for a lot of soldiers back in the day, right? Especially World War II. Hey, you guys are going to go to the Philippines. You're going to go to Iwo Jima, you know. Uh, No, what I was saying that was really haunting is the beginning of the movie. Like, I think, actually, I feel the best scene in the whole movie is the end, is, is, is actually the beginning. Like, the first few minutes, where we get this unnamed soldier on the German side. Again, this movie is the German point of view. And he running in no man's land, fighting, 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 right? He loses uh, ammunition. He grabs a shovel, gets a guy with a shovel, and then it cuts to this factory, if you will, of all these men and women who are washing and stitching up dead soldiers' uniforms to be put back into circulation. <laughs> and I'm and I'm just like, whoa. And then, of course, our main guy, Paul, right? That's his name, the main guy? Yep. Um, you know he's dead meat, right? Because, again, I saw the movie for the first time, so I didn't get what was happening. So I watched the movie a second time to prepare for this review. And once I realized that the name on the uniform that Paul got was the kid in the beginning of the film, I'm just like, oh, well, right there, that just shows that he's dead meat right there, right? Yeah. Unlucky uniform. That is disturbing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's disturbing. Like, they just... These these people like hang up these these blood soaked uniforms to dry, and then these women stitch them all together, and then they just put them back. And I'm just like, wow, like that's crazy. Yeah, it it really goes to show just how dark and and how much of a veil that the the war or that the I guess the government can put over its citizens to say, no no, no everything's fine. 
Yeah, but again, keep in mind this is also what year three, so they're right. losing. I, you know what? Um, I normally don't look up anything in the show. I just like to talk, just to talk. But I want to know why. What was Germany fighting for, though, um, for World War One? Because I'm kind of curious. What was their big thing? Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, and this would probably be uh, not our uh, expertise. I know it's not definitely not mine. I could quick do a quick Google here. Uh, wasn't this uh, in a, a the Allies and it was it was an ally because uh, Austria and Hungary were going to war with Serbia, and Germany was just like, all right, yeah, we'll get on that with you. And well, it says that Germany, UK, declared... yeah, here it is. Uh, and then the Allies uh, were France, UK, Russia, Italy, Japan, United States, fighting against the Central Powers, Germany, yeah, Austria, Hungary, and the Ottoman Empire. Yeah, because it says Germany around. declared war on Russia in support of Austria and on France because of uh, the Allies with Russia, because of France's allies with Russia. So Austria and Germany were like were like best buddies, I guess. Uh, you know, I had like minds. I'm sure it was a different time back then. Jeez, and then I had the Spanish flu follow like right after this too. And that was in America. Well, that killed a lot of people. I, I mean, the world was not fun back then. It sounds like no. So um, I gotta feel like we gotta talk about the battles, right? Because this movie is very long. Man, uh, there's a lot crazy. There is a lot of slow parts. There's a lot of talking. A lot of bureaucrats too, right? I mean, there's a lot of. Well, that was the interesting part. Well, it was, but just for the sake of the review, before we get into those parts, what do you think of some of these battles in the beginning? Like, like, like when Paul goes to the line for the first time. And I think one of his friends that we follow in the beginning gets shot in the face right away. Yeah, it, I think there was five friends that originally he had, and it seemed that uh, gradually as we're going out throughout the movie, they're just each getting picked off one by one, again, showing the the hard casualty of the war um, until ultimately we get his demise at the end, the, the tragedy at the end. It, again, I really just felt for these people. Same with like, uh, kind of like in Jojo Rabbit as well, too, where it shows that there are... You know, civilians there are just people who didn't want this and they didn't know what was going on they didn't know right. about the bigger picture and the actor daniel Bruhl, uh who plays uh matthias is that what it is uh the uh, political guy who surrendered um he's in uh, uh rush you civil war about, he's uh, the, yeah he played uh he's the bad guy civil war in glorious bastards yeah 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 uh, he plays zemo and um the Marvel franchise. Yeah, uh, I think he did a fantastic job in this yes. of of just kind of wearing his pride but also carrying his shame where he has to s surrender without saying it. And Well, he, also he there was no negotiations. So. Well, there was no I mean, I thought that was funny too like uh because first of all, the uh the set pieces in this is absolutely wonderful when they when they walk to the train in, in the uh uh in the uh, woods to have yeah. their meeting. That was cool, right? And then they meet into this parched train, and they meet with what, like, uh, with like, with with like a general of France, right? It's like, it's, yeah. it's not like the president, but it's like a general, a field marshal or something, right? And there's no negotiations. I think, yeah, at this point, it's just a general understanding, because, right. because. Uh, Matthias had said that. I hope I'm saying that name right. Whatever. Uh, 
had pretty much said to his council that it's pretty obvious we've lost this. Not that we're losing, right. that we've lost this. Right. And their next step is to figure out how the tail is going to be between their legs, how how to get out of this without losing everything. And they do end up losing everything because when history proves to us, right, this is after this, what, not even 10 years later, they get the Great Depression over there too. Which then fuels the Nazi party, right? Right, right, which which fuels because it wasn't just uh, Great Depression here in America, it was Great Depression everywhere. Yeah, it was, uh, right. it was pretty bad, especially because, you know, it was... Uh, devastating to their economy after losing a war. It's just uh, it's just not good. And right. the other uh, part is we get to see it on, on both sides, and this is what I really liked, because later on in the movie, uh, when the soldiers, uh, Paul and... Um, who's his Russian friend? Um, Kest- Kest- Kaczynski? Was that, the, was that like the guy that like befriended them that was already in the trenches? Yeah, he's the Russian. Yeah, yeah, the Russian, yes. Yeah, uh, who kind of carries with them. Uh, yeah, um, that they were talking kind of in their, their real moments towards the end, you know, after their casualties of war have already happened, but they're, they're heart-to-heart where they're just like, so we lost this, right? Like, why are we even fighting this? I don't want to be here. How? But I don't know how to go back. I don't know what happens after this, and I'm afraid to to go back Right. So that that's kind of what that, that, that hard realization is just like, you know, it's like, is it better just to die here and end it now rather than endure the life we have to live of a lost war back at home? Which they have no idea how it's going to pan out. Like one of the things that I really uh, thought that was fun, meaning a, a good idea to show us the horrors of war is what, towards the middle of the movie, beginning-ish, kind of before the middle um, when, when Paul and everybody, um, uh, what, when they, uh, when they beat the French and they, and they get in their trenches and they stop fighting because they see a kitchen full of food and they're just, they're just smashing down all this food cause they don't eat anymore. And it's like, Oh my God, like I cannot imagine that. Like, yeah, I mean, like, what is this? I don't know. I'm going to eat it though. You know? And then we get an introduction to the tanks. Now, now, this is the first major war where, where tank warfare came in, right? But these actors, I don't know if it was – because I was trying to look it up. Was this the first time that these that these people have seen tanks? Because their reaction to it was very bug-eyed and what is this? Uh, yeah, it, it had to have been that way. Like, it, because the way that the um, the camera showed those those tanks kind of in their, their presence as they were – Right, coming onto the battlefield. Yeah, that's what I was wondering because it's like I don't know if if, if this was. Then you know what this is probably. This is probably Paul's first experience with tanks, right? Because most. Well, because this is the end of the war, right? So tanks were already introduced. Yeah, but yes, uh, but these kids again are all all fresh recruits in here, right? Right. Uh, the I think the tank scenes are absolutely crazy. I think the tank scenes are nuts. I think it's great and, that. Uh, a, how they took their potato mashers and uh, disem- you know, disarmed that, that one tank, throwing it off the tracks, throwing it inside. Just the one. Yeah. 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 Um, do you notice the dog takes on this? This one thing that's, that I find uh, interesting that's accurate is that the dog takes are circular, too. You notice that? Yeah. And instead, instead of, of the. Uh, yeah, collecting the dog tag, they, they snap them in half. Yeah, they snap them in half. I found that very interesting. 
Um, at this point in time with the battles and the story, I, I feel like I have to compare. Which one are you kind of more entertained with right now? Or are you more entertained with 1917 and what it's doing? Or are you kind of more entertained with this one? This one. Flat out. Uh, way more. I, I, I think um, 1917 gave us the perspective of like one person, two people. I guess well, more more one person in his mission, whereas this gave us a, a way more well-rounded, uh, you know, idea of this or uh, look at the situation from everything. But, but do you feel though that that 1917 did it better by giving us the horrors of war and not making us see the battles? It's always the aftermath. I, but this one, you know, well, I, it's I nothing but battle. 1917 was a lot of like. War, war, like actually in in you know high tension in the mix. I feel like this one there was a lot of the the tension of the downtime, you know, like the tension moments of them going to steal a goose. Right, right, sure. It's, sure. it's in that movie we got to see kind of like in 1917 we get to see almost I don't want to say the 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 beauty of it, but like the majesty of war. I guess we'll say that. Whereas sure. in this, I I I see nothing but tragedy. Why is it why is it that I feel that that no man's land is so incredibly fascinating to me? Why do I always feel drawn to that when they do stories like this? Like this trench warfare no man's land. I just feel so enamored every time I see a movie like this well, when I it comes to that. Imagine any structure of war, it's it's just drawing. You know, same with like uh, like revolutionary war, how they would used to uh, do that back then. Imagine like just to 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 line up in a in a line Right, uh, uh, and just single, you know, just by each other, just shoulder to shoulder, link, link, and you walk forward across a field to another, you know, uh, line doing the same thing, and you guys are just right. gonna death wall each other basically, and taking these these guns, which are, that's the other part, too, those those muskets that they had, horribly a- inaccurate, right? Like th- their accuracy is just horrible, and it they're basically just throwing a big old rock of metal at you. I mean, oh my God, she's that the war back then was just ridiculous. But like, like having that type of war is amazing too, especially because you can't hit the drummer. Right, right. The, the drummer never gets hit. Uh, or, no, I just I or like a, even going to like a you know uh, that kind of like tribal warfare where they have to use like spears and bows and arrows and stuff like that. Like I don't know, war is just fascinating on all, on all parts, and I, I think that history will always observe. War just out of its, not of its its purpose, but out of its behavior. You know, that's the thing. Just that I as I think about when I watch this movie is that what would I be doing in this situation? You know what I mean? And it's like this is World War One. They didn't really have the the military laws and rules. They didn't have JAG. You know what I mean? So it's like you could easily at night just see that your commanding officer is sleeping and just walk the other way and go back home. You know what I mean? Like it's like. Why would you put yourself into this? I mean, like, you're in a trench for the first time, like like Paul is. His friend sticks his head up to see what's going on, and pink, right between the eyes, done. And it's like, yeah, I'm going to keep on going. Yes, yes, that's a that's a good idea. I, How about I, you just drop the rifle shock, and go? You know? Complete another shock you, that's going to be into, the, into that. Oh, no, geez, I'd probably be shell-shocked in the trenches. Are you kidding me? Like I'll just walk away. Like... I just, I just find it amazing, you know, that, that, that so many people, like I was thinking about this a lot. I was thinking about, man, it's the blind leading the blind in this movie. 
It's like, all right, everybody, we're going to get out of these trenches that all of our friends have been getting shot down in. We're going to get up and run across this open field with no protection at all and just get mauled down. And it's like, okay, let's go. Yeah, yeah. it, it doesn't seem like, as far as a, like strategy goes, it right. doesn't seem like a good strategy whatsoever, especially because it hasn't been working for, I don't know, a couple of years now. And you keep on losing people. It, it just is like in the trenches, keep on getting longer. It, it's nothing's happening. So you think that after a while, like strategy would just change. Right. But no, it's don't. like, um, well, so let's talk about another person um, that I, I started to find interesting. Some of these names I forget. I haven't watched this movie recently. I watched it a few weeks ago. Uh, but the other, was it the other German general dude that was in the, uh, place with the with the fireplace all the time the talking. The, the big german the, the the general mustache guy yeah yeah that guy. guy yeah i wanted more of his story a little bit more we get some but i kind of wanted i don't know like it just seemed like he loved war a little too much general fredericks is uh, you're talking about this is the guy where like his his father and his father's father yes uh, had had glory in battle and war and so he felt um that, yeah, he actually had to live up to that. He wasn't going to be the first in his name to lose a, a battle. Yes, that Yeah, guy. and so his claim to honor would be to go in, what, 15 minutes before the ceasefire and try to take a city before uh, people, well, people <laughs> let their guard down, thinking that, all right, well, yeah, it, the war is done. Uh, we, can, we can just hang out for a little bit. Which I find it funny that he said that because when we go back to the Western Front, we don't see any city behind the trenches. Yeah, well, I don't even know what cities and towns are back then. You know, what what does it even mean to have that? Is it just that you know, if if three houses you know are built around a church, is that a town? <laughs> well, that's what I'm assuming, right? Because it's like he he says take a city, and it's like what what city? Yeah, so Paris, but they're also probably like miles out outside of the line, right? Yeah, but I mean, but but how far? Because we don't see it. That's what I'm trying to get at. It's like we don't see it. Far so enough it's for like them to walk there and before the ceasefire. Right. So we had these we had these three kind of stories, right? We have Paul and his friends. We have um, the train story, and then we have this general who wants to take you know town, blah blah blah. Um, do you have one that's more of a favor compared to the other? Or do you want – pretty much my question was I was thinking about this. Which movie did I want to see out of these three stories? And I think I want to see more of the Paul story. I, I mean all of them were very impactful. Again, on the, the train part of it, it was it was super impactful because it seemed like the only person affected by it was this guy, was, was Matthias. He says he lost a son in this war and that it seems like nobody else, as he looks around them, has really even affected. They're not even phased that they lost. They're still right. sipping on their cognacs. They're still, yeah, you know, enjoying kind of the luxuries of life in their dining car. It, it seems like... You know, oh, bummer, we lost. All right, well, see you Monday kind of thing. Well, it, 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 that's, that's really what the mentality is for a lot of these guys. And it's, it seems almost like uh, he has to remind them, like, the gravity of the situation. And uh, that that was uh, pretty impactful. Whereas the other one, too, the, the general taking a, a final stand and almost like a, 
just in the most cowardly way too, right? Uh, right. But try to take the an advantage of while people had their guns down, and then to have it end that way is uh, is heartbreaking. But yeah, that's Paul's story. The general uh, Fredericks's story uh, is definitely woven into Paul's story because that's how Paul dies. Yeah, so uh, Paul dying. Um, I don't know if I like that idea, though. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Like, all of his friends are dead. Like, I think one of his other friends got burned alive, and then they shot him when he was burning. Albert, like, yeah. Oh, oh, God. Just shoot the guy. <laughs> right? Oh, I mean, the well, guys, they no. golfed in flames. Uh, Saving Private Ryan, remember? Let him burn. Yeah, but I don't know. That, that's the, the horrors of war. You know, that's just where where you you get these people who are just doing it just because they're in the front line and you, they can you get this. Yeah, you get this ugliness out. You know, nobody wants to be there. Right, murder murder is completely illegal. Go yeah. ahead. Yeah. Um. But one other thing before Paul Paul's death. Um. Another thing that kind of I don't know if I hundred percent like it. Is he's fighting in a battle, and he's um, he's pretending to be dead, right? Which I think I would do, right? You just lay there and pretend you're dead, and then uh, this 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 French soldier suspects that he's not dead, so he shoots him in this big, huge, like I don't know, crap. I don't know what you want to call it. It's clearly like a bomb went it's off a, there. Yeah, it's a crater. Crater. Thank you. I was gonna say crevice, but yes, crater. Thank you. <laughs> and he shoots the guy. The guy is like dying, like coughing up blood and stuff. And then he shoves mud in his mouth, telling him to shut up and shut up. And then eventually he realizes he did something wrong, and he gets gets humanity, wipes the guy's face off and stuff, and he sees that he has a family and all this. That's kind of an interesting scene, right? It, it's uh, when you act so fast, you don't have to think about it. I, it's. I guess that's how war works, but when you're sitting there and having to see the consequences of your actions, right? It's it's a bit harder to take. It's a harder reality, and, right? Oh man, it doesn't get any easier. No, it doesn't. So I mean, like, so then, what do you feel about Paul's death? I mean, I mean, do you think that it needed to happen? Did this did this boy and all of his friends need to die, or would it have been better to Paul to have lived to? To see what the world was like afterwards. Uh, no, I, I, this is a tragic story, and it deserves a tragic ending. I, I think it's very fitting that Paul dies at the end, and uh, it just kind of makes it all the more uh, of a serious tone, of of a big impact in what the message is. And uh, I know the book was uh, written by a, a German vet, uh, Eric. He spells it with a, a C-H, though. And uh, Eric? Yeah. Uh, uh, and it's, yeah, I don't know if it's supposed to, the purpose is to kind of uh, bring, you know, the, the, the side that we didn't hear. If it's, you know, because, uh, um, I said, Norm MacDonald had that quote where, you know, the funny thing about wars is that uh, all the good guys won. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, huh? they always win. Yeah, yeah, they always, they always seem the good guys win. Always um, win. No, I just, it just, it just sucks for me because, because you get a group. Because I think about myself and my friends. You know what I mean? Like 
our group of friends, you know, and it's like we go off to war together and every single person dies. You see all your friends die in more horrific ways than others. And God, that burning scene's oof. Well, that's why I, I, I can see it kind of rippled into here because these boys, these younger minds were sold on a hope on this promise that, that they were kind of told from older people and then through each other, you, you know, the way that uh, kind of they talked about it and circulated that, oh, well, I heard, oh, well, I heard, and the way that that rumor carries. I, mm-hmm. I see it in today with uh, kind of on, with online culture, you know, where uh, younger people or anyone, I guess, can, can kind of find um, a, a something that kind of fits their ideologies online and then just really go down into that and get recruited in into that. Yeah, we reviewed that. It was called Don't Worry, Darling. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I mean, technically. technically. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So uh, it, it just seems like um, that's the, the, the bigger part of, of why I think I enjoyed this movie is because on those different stories, it still got to kind of had that overarching part that this is what manipulation looks like. This is what the illusion can do. This is the this is what the overall effect is. This is what you're doing, and, and um, for what? Well, okay. So then I wanted to bring up this question before we get into our ratings. Was this movie was nominated a lot for for well, a lot of Oscars? It won a few. It was nominated for Film of the Year. The movie last week we reviewed won Film of the Year. This was nominated right for Film of the Year. Yeah. Did this did this one deserve it? I think this one I'm I am I'm torn because one I think this is visually amazing and I loved uh the actors in it and I loved the characters in it and I liked the story about it but then yet again another war movie. You know what I mean? Like Right. It's like, oh, of course, a war movie's going to get it right. That kind of attitude. So it's like I'm kind of torn because it's cool to see this American Chinese matrixy kung fu ish kind of movie win film of the year because you don't see that like that movie like that movie that we reviewed last week never wins film of the year. This movie does. Well, uh, so that's yeah. my question. I, I will say that if this movie wasn't going up against that one, it would have had a way better chance of winning. Would uh, you agree with the Oscars, though? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I, I, so I, you don't think this is film of the year, then? Not when compared to that one. Really? Not compared to everything everywhere? Yeah, okay. this is a fantastic movie. I'm not denying that at all. I think it, it is... Any other year, I think it, it, it would have won. And it actually, I think it should have been deserving a bit more awards. I wish I would have watched this sooner because I probably would have been championing it uh, a bit more, uh, to be quite honest. But I, no, I firmly, um, without any wiggle room at all, say that everything, everywhere all at once most certainly deserved all the awards it got. Okay. What did this win, do you know? Um, let me pull it I was up. just curious. Um Quiet on the Western Front. Yeah, I know that it won, won four Oscars. Was it like for like uh, uh, like some of that the, like writing or something like that? Here we go. Production, it won design, best... cinematography, uh, best achievement in written music written for motion picture, best international feature. International. Wait a minute. So it won best international film, but it lost film of the year. Okay. Yeah, that's weird. 
well, whatever. See, this is why you don't do that, Parasite. That's right. <laughs> um, top, I didn't know this, and I'm sorry if I'm going off subject. Top Gun Maverick was nominated for Film of the Year. Yeah, did you not know that? So it was Avatar 2. Eric, I'm, I'm sorry, and everybody's listening. You're getting the real emotion here. Top Gun Maverick Film of the Year? Uh, yep. Yep. Anything that earns over a billion dollars now is automatically going to be put into into the running. Do we need to review this again? No, it's a bad. It's a bad. I will argue anyone to uh, till the day I die that Top Gun Maverick was a a bad movie uh, that just looked awesome. Elvis shouldn't even been nominated. Why was Elvis nominated anyway? That's. That's an Oscar show that we should talk about. I like Elvis. Uh, Not for film of the year. Elvis would have been better if Tom Hanks was in it less. Yes, yes. it was. It was. It was Tom Hanks presenting Elvis. Um, but okay, I, I, so, I do think that this would have because this is a uh, see best achievement in makeup and hairstyling, and I don't know who who won that best sound, which I think Top Gun won best sound or best sound editing. Uh, best well, this movie, visual this, effects. This movie wants a cinematography, did it not? All Quiet on Western Front. Yeah, I'm saying these are the the, the other nom, uh, right. nominations. Best adapted screenplay. I mean, cinematography, I agree with. Production design, I definitely agree with. Uh, score, I don't know. Does this have like a good, catchy, you know, Star Wars? <laughs> yeah, that's what we want part. is a good, a good up, upbeat <laughs> score for this World War One hey, drama hey. here. I'm telling you, tell me, tell me the last great score that you can hum now. <laughs> I don't know, man, but now I'm thinking about <laughs> a scene where I, I, I want them to like jump out of the trenches and just have like ragtime music playing in the background. <laughs> what I'm thinking New Orleans of this, jazz. <laughs> what I'm thinking of, if this movie came out in the mid '90s and then the music video would start them running out of the trenches, and then all of a sudden they would be running slow mo and seal with his shirt open, would be singing Kiss Kiss from a Rose in between the soldiers go, as they're running the through. Right there, right there. Score, perfect. Um, that's what I would prefer. Already better than Maverick. All, already. Wow. Um, anything else I got to say before our braidings? I, I, as you can tell from our review, we kind of went over the place with This movie is long. Um, there's there There is three different stories woven to it, but I think what impacted me more was the overall visuals of the battles. I thought this was the great, de- a really, really good depiction of a World War One battles, did, uh, and I was happy to see it. Did the subtitles bother you, or did you watch it dub? Like I said, I, I watched it twice, so uh, I guess I will show my hand. This was, I don't know, buddy, like around Christmas time, just a few months ago, right? Uh, girls went to bed and I was not, I was not tired. And this, I saw this movie on Netflix, never heard of it before. So, uh, it clicked on and it was the dub. It was, it was not the dubbed. It was the German, um, subtitle film. All right. So watch that. And then about a week or two ago, I rewatched it again to prepare for this review. And I watched the dub version. I don't have a preference. Okay. Um, you can't even tell the dubbed version is dubbed. I kind of like technology now when it comes to that. You know what I mean? It's not like the old school Godzilla stuff. Like yeah. it's 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 pretty spot on. Plus, you have actors in this that are English speaking actors too. Yeah, there's uh, yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, so uh, I think they do I, I a don't... pretty good job with it. So, 
did you watch two different versions? Did you watch dubbed or what did you watch? I, I watched in German. You watched the German version? Okay. Yeah, so German, I, yeah. I have not seen the English version. I know that it switches uh, or uh, there are parts, right? Because when you yeah. watch it in German, it says in English. There are some parts, and then when you, I think you, when you watch it in English, right? Um, does it, does it, is it all dub? Uh, for the most part, yeah. I bet ninety-eight percent of it, yeah. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. I don't know. It's I, I. It didn't bother me. Okay, well, let's get into our popcorn ratings. Um, I guess I'll go first, like always. Um, yeah, large, right? I mean, two weeks in a row, yeah, larges, absolutely, right? Um, it does not deserve a medium, doesn't deserve a small. Uh, my wife even heard about this movie and she got 30 minutes into it and said that she was done. Did you show, you show Sarah? I'm just asking. Uh, Did you watch it all? Yeah, I, I was able to put this on, Sarah was sleeping on the couch and she was able to wake up, uh, during one of the scenes and then I think went right back to sleep. Fair enough. The, the, yeah, the humming um, of the Browning, uh, rifle. Or uh, the machine gun and the top of the trenches just just lulled her to sw- sleep there. I mean, and and who wouldn't? Um, I really enjoyed this movie. This is more my style compared to last week's movie. I still stand by my last week's review of it being a large bag of last week, but this week this is more what I'm into. I like the cinematography, like the stories. I could have gone with one of the stories taken out, probably like probably like the Fat General. That was in the in the fireplace in the dining room. I would rather get rid of that. That's how Paul dies on his order, right? But I just would rather have gotten rid of that. Um, I, I I liked the other two stories more. Um, I have no complaints about this movie. I'm excited to see what happens this year at the Movie Guys Awards to see what the fans vote on because so far, movie last week and movie this week has gotten largest, so probably nominated for Film of the Year for us. So I'm kind of curious about what our fans are going to do with it. Um, this, this is good. This is good. I have nothing really to complain about. Um, I'll probably check it out again. I'll probably check out some more scenes again. Uh, YouTube the scenes, if you will. So a large bag for me. Eric, what is your popcorn rating for All Quiet on the Western Front? Uh, large, absolutely. I, I wasn't expecting yeah. this. Uh, I, I don't know really know what I was expecting. I remember watching the original, and it was not like this. Uh, I th- this was just a good story. It was good visuals. It was just it was. I liked this movie all all around because we also didn't talk about so much uh, towards the end when Paul and uh, Kaczynski, his his Russian friend, is just them two left, and they're kind of just holding off in this town. Um, same with the, right. the other parts too. We got to see their their friends are just kind of like this downtime where they're like, I don't know kind of just messing around with like the French girls. They're just trying to lay low, really. You know, I don't, I don't know if they're stalling or buying time or just waiting for orders because the people in charge don't know what the hell to do. Trying it's, to be normal, maybe. Yeah, and so they have to deal with famine and they have to deal with like staying alive and uh, the rations that they have are just, you know, kibble and cornflakes there. And so um, the risk of going to like a nearby farm and stealing from them you know, it, it's it, all parts of it just tragic, and this is why it makes it such a good movie. Because sometimes the casualties aren't on the battlefield. Yeah. Ooh. And uh, that those that was ones, a deep one. It's it's hard when that happens, right? Like it's gonna right. be even harder to know that when you're so close to the to the finish line, but you're never gonna get over it. You know, you can see it 
but it's just never going to be there or to be kind of cocky in such a way where you're just like, oh, yeah, don't don't worry about this. You know, I, you know, we're not in the battlefield. We're away from the danger. Nothing can happen here. And then suddenly you find yourself in a fatal situation because mm-hmm. you underestimated the uh, what was going on because mm-hmm. you are still in a war. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I really do think this if this movie was not going up against everything everywhere all at once, it, it should have won. It, it would have won. I think this was better than 1917. Uh, I, I just uh, I just really enjoyed this movie. It surprised me all, uh, all around. Uh, so I, I will give it a, a large uh, well, you, you heard it here. If you are a fan of well, war movies or if you just want to see a good movie, uh, this is one to check out. And the good thing is it's on Netflix. Yep. That's a good thing, too. Stop I love that it's on Netflix. Start that whenever you need to. You know, it's a long one, so maybe mm-hmm. uh, do it, uh, you know, an hour episode. Right. It's a little bit different than going to the theater on that one. Uh, well, thank you, everybody, for downloading this most recent episode of Movie Guys Podcast. You can check us out at moviegeyspodcast.podbean.com, like always. But, like I always say, you're not listening to us on the website. You're listening to us in the app on your phone or on your tablet. So make sure to keep on downloading us on whatever uh, podcast app that you have. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio. The list goes on. Amazon Music. Still on Samsung. Still on Samsung. Keep it, keep it up. Keep your toasters up. up. Well, thank you so much, everybody, for downloading us. And we'll be back next. Wash it. We'll be back next Thursday for another episode. Have a good night. (laughs) 